My loyal supporters, do I have something special just for you. Subscribe for five buckaroos and gain access to exclusive content, discounts on merch and products, live videos, and so much more. Y'all know I'm generous and I'm doing this just for you. Why? Because we've just leveled up and we've grown. And those of you who've been rocking and supporting me, I want to make sure that you know that I love you and I'm so grateful for you. Be sure to hit the link in the caption or bio or check me out at lasuperagent.com and hit subscribe as a loyal supporter. Well, it is about that time. Yes, it is. Happy Wednesday, beautiful peeps, wherever you are on this phenomenal planet. It is another information-packed episode on Ready, Set, Real Estate. You're tuning in live on the Facebook Live. Make sure you say hi, say hello, drop a comment down below. Make sure you tag, share, repost, let somebody know what we're doing. Oh, I'm so hyped today because I get to touch on a topic and I get to bring on a very special guest, an artist, a poet, an educator. Oh, this is right up my alley. I I don't think y'all heard me. I don't think they heard me in the back. I don't think they heard me. I don't think y'all heard me, but I'm going to say one more time for the people in the back. Welcome to Ready, Set, Real Estate, season four, episode eight. Listen to this, season four, episode eight. As a matter of fact, today is the 98th episode since we started this show. And we are fast approaching that wonderful, powerful number of 100. Speaking of 100, this show is a proud supporter of Real Estate 100 Youth Foundation, where we teach, seek, and empower children ages 11 and up to understand real estate literacy. That's terms, concepts and careers as an alternate pathway to success in short what do we do we're teaching babies real estate come on now that's what we do we're teaching babies Uh, (laughs) there's no one in the country that is doing that except for right here right here real estate 100 youth foundation uh for those of you who are new to me welcome my name is lisa puerto also known as super agent i am creator founder of many cool things, projects, books, workshops, curriculums. I'm an innovator. I am. I am. I think I'm channeling this brother right now. He's got me feeling like I'm a like uh like I know like I got lyrics. So <laughs> let me go ahead and introduce you all to TJ Sykes. He is a working artist and educator from Richmond, California. He is at, he is acting and performing. Is acting and a performing is a form of healing for him. Let's say this again. Uh, go ahead and t- hashtag healing because you know, as a people of color, this is what we need to work on. So he is using his gifts and he is channeling that through the arts. He says he has been in a multiple multitude of successful productions. He enjoys being a part of productions that talk about issues that impact his community, as well as bringing characters to life on stage, writing jokes, 
building relationships with cast members, performing and acting and so forth. He is a community leader in Richmond, California. Join me in welcoming Ty Sykes to the show. Ty. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Um, I'm good. First of all, I would like to say thank you for uh, inviting me to be on the show. Um, and thank you for the work that you are doing in your community as well. Uh, I think it's very important to teach the youth about real estate right now. Um, right now. Because at my age, I, I know little about real estate myself. Um, so, I, yeah, I think that's dope. Uh, yeah, I appreciate this opportunity to be on live with you. <laughs> Absolutely. So I want to shout out. I see somebody. Bobby says, yo, check out my cousin out tonight. Young man with his eyes wide open. Yes, he oh, yeah. is. Shout out to oh, Bobby yeah, Richardson Jr. That's wonderful. I appreciate when family comes on and support. My supporter, Vivian Reed, she says, hmm, interesting. We're talking about Section 8. Absolutely. She says, yeah. good evening and hashtag healing. Go ahead and hashtag healing. You know, we like to drop real estate gems on the show. And um, we like to get make sure our live audience is engaging with us at every opportunity. And that's what this is. This is a conversation and an opportunity to enter your world and really um, learn more about what inspired this literary uh, compilation called Section 8. So share with uh, us a little bit about your journey. And I'm sure that will get into, you know, how you manifested bringing something out of the uh like i like i like to say the spiritual realm because through the power of the pen and the uh -huh. words we are i mean that's it's it's magic right yeah. it's it's so much magic yeah for sure um all right so you want me to start off with like a little bit about myself you said absolutely you can tell it better than i can okay <laughs> i'm, I'm uh, sometimes I get ramble, I ramble, but uh, I just start off by saying um, I'm 27 years old. I'm from Richmond, California, and I lived there most of my life. Um, I, I guess when I think about my story, it 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 began like a like a fairy tale. I had two parents um, and three siblings, and then uh, one thing that happened that I've seen as a pattern in my life, I started to experience deaths in my family. And mm. so uh, one of the earliest deaths was my grandfather, which was in, I believe the year 2000. And he passed away four days before my birthday, um, which was June 1st, um, which was his death day. And then June 5th was my birthday. And his wow. funeral was on June 6th, the day after my birthday. And so I was at, I was eight years old when that happened. Um, and uh, just like, just trauma started to, you know, appear. And so the next thing that I can remember happening just at that age was uh, my, my father suffered from a stroke. I think like right after, um, right after his father died, like not too long after. And so you could tell that that probably was something that's, that put, pushed him to that point. Yeah. Uh, and so wow. that was around like, in between 2001, 
Um, at that time, we were staying in Oakland. We was actually staying in Oakland, and we had a house. And um, I could remember a lot of my family members having homes, not apartments, mm -hmm. but homes. Okay. And so this is how I connect the piece of real estate, which you do, to right. Section 8 piece and how right. I got there or how yeah. I got back. I started in Section 8 went to the house and then got back to section eight. And so I'm gonna try okay. to bring all of you back in full circle. Um, and so after my father had a stroke, um, I watched my mother support him, um, basically, you know, recover all the way back from that. Um, and so once, once he recovered around 2002, we moved to Vallejo, California. And in Vallejo, California, we stayed there for about four months. Um, when we were staying in Vallejo, California, my mom worked a lot. And so I didn't see her a lot. And so, but this one night she came home from work and she said her body was hurting. And mm. she went to the hospital. And before she left, I told her, I said, mom, I love you. And she said, I love you too, son. And that was the last time I seen my mom's face. Mm. And mm. so. Wow. So, Condolences to you and 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 much prayers and strength and love because you have experienced um I don't want to use the word loss because I honor ancestors and I feel like they're always with us. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't, you know, it they they've made their transition into yeah. the spiritual realm to where they continue to do their work for us in ways that we cannot imagine. So I just want to say yeah. brother that um, I'm loving on you and positive vibes um, and protection to you on your journey to even to be so young, really, yeah. you know, at 27 to be so young and to be able to transmute that energy into mm -hmm. the arts. Um, some of my guests know a snippet of my journey in terms of the trials, tribulations and traumas. And I have uh, also learned how to create this show is an outlet my books, yeah. my foundation, everything in an existence has been in an outlet. So, uh, and, and I could see that spirit is working with you because mm -hmm. uh, you were eight years old. Yeah. You wrote the book section eight. This mm -hmm. is episode eight. Yeah. This is episode eight of season four, show uh, 98. You got the power and vibration yeah. of eight. And that's, that, that that's eight. wisdom. That's wisdom, that's knowledge, that's money, that's power. Yeah. You know, yeah. okay, y'all weren't ready for that. They, they weren't ready, they was. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, the spirit is definitely, uh, yeah, I have to acknowledge it. Um, and lately I've been walking into it. And so there's no way that I can go wrong when I'm walking into, uh, you know, yes. my power and recognizing it and not being like, not being cocky, but just being humble and confident in who you mm. are as an individual. And so as I see that showing up, it's it's easier for me to uh, like shine light on others and help them be a bright light, you know, in the world. Absolutely. Go ahead and drop in the comments below, humble and confident. That is that, yes, I, I appreciate that reminder. And they say out the mouths of babes. <laughs> so share with us and thank you for being transparent about that we have vivian who says she can relate she says also oh, sorry um 
Yeah, it it definitely has uh, brought you to see and experience some things. So share with us um, at this point, what has been that experience in terms of the Section 8 housing and what you recall and understand from it as your experience yeah. as a recipient of it. And yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, so once my mother passed, her and my, her and my dad was the, the main two people that was paying rent and stuff like that at the house. And so once she passed away, we had to move from Vallejo and back to Richmond, California, back to Section 8. And so mm. that's how it really comes back into, in, uh, into 360. My flight today was number 360. Mm. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> but anyways, um, and so, yeah. when, uh, so when we moved back there, the trauma continued. Uh, and so my dad had another stroke in wow. 2000 after my mother passed and after his best friend passed away. He had mm -hmm. another which me and my aunt um, had to teach him how to walk. We had to we had to explain to him that my mother was no longer here because he forgot that. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, you know, we had to change his, his pamper. He had he had his own diapers. He had to learn how to use the restroom again. I had to learn how to talk, use his um, left side of his body and things like that. And so that was another piece of that. And so uh, moving back to Richmond and being on Section 8 and then start to, you know, just go through more trauma in this, you know, in this environment. And the environment wasn't healthy. Uh, we lacked a lot of resources. Uh, most of those years I was closed minded to different opportunities outside of the community sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, like that really played a toll on my life and it and it made me uh feel like I had limited resources, even though we do have limited resources, but at the same time it's some resources that are there that we don't take advantage of as well too though. Um and so I yeah. wanted to I wanna expand on that because mindset is a huge thing that I also this platform is about and I'd like to remind people like real estate in some in understanding, understanding and overstanding real estate, it's a mindset because things happen twice. This is you materializing a thought into the physical. And you said something about being closed minded to opportunities. What would be some examples of some things that you were closed minded to at that in retrospect, now that you know what you what you weren't looking out for? What would yeah. be some things? Some of the things were uh, closed-minded to traveling. I told myself that I would never fly. Mm -hmm. Hashtag traveling <laughs> people. <laughs> Tell people. I, that was one thing I told myself. Um, I have an auntie that's in Tennessee. I was like, I ain't coming out there if I had to fly. I, you know, I'd get on the train or um, drive or something. But um, flying, I was like, nah. And now I've been to, I've been to New York, Texas, Atlanta, L.A., and you know, um, Look at yeah, you. it's just different. <laughs> you found your <laughs> wings, haven't you? <laughs> today was uh, today was one of the most comfortable um, flights I've ever had. Where I was like, I was really at peace. Um, mm -hmm. And I really, it was a few bumps that I was like, oh, what's that? But for the most part, I was really just at peace. Um, I prayed before I got on the flight. 
Um, and I really, you know, looked like, wow, look, I'm in the sky and it's beautiful. Uh, and that, that was something that was a challenge for me to do because I was so stuck on this fear thing. What if this happened? What if that happened? Mm. And, you know, and uh, I always think about that. But then I also think about how many things that I've survived that was on the ground. Yes. Yes. You put it in a perspective. Yeah. It, you know, shout out to Benjamin. He says blessings uh, for telling your story. And, and I agree. It's not easy to get to that space and place where you can share. And yeah. and and this is what these opportunities are about is uh, finding our own voices, our inner voices. And, and that allows us to give courage to someone else who can relate is going through something and is feeling like there is no light at the end of the tunnel, but you're, there is, but the tunnel is curved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's not straight. It's just curved. There is light, but it's curved. You can't see it because you got to go in there and turn. Yeah, I get you. Right. So, yeah. So with, and being, with being on section eight, um, mm-hmm. And, and, and that what I'm hearing is something that I, I advocate about with people uh, understanding that people go through some real stuff that impacts their real estate. Um, death, mm-hmm. marriage, divorce, job loss, sickness, uh, j- having a j- job relocation, new baby. All those yep. life events will force somebody to have to look at their housing. And you just confirmed once again how death impacts. You know, you had mom was part of the being the primary bread breadwinner. Dad also at that one point being primary uh, breadwinner as well. And now he's, you know, has gotten sick and having mm-hmm. to go through that. Um, it then puts you in a position that now you have to find resources somewhere else. And in this instance, housing for Section Eight. I want to ask you just kind of, was that something you, did you, were you able, were you having to inherit it? Did you inherit it yourself or was it maybe an uncle or someone that then had to take on the section eight? Um, What you mean? Like, so usually when someone passes away, who's been on a section eight voucher, it normally transfers over to the children or whoever, Was that something that you experienced or did you have to now kind of go on your own? Uh, I think my dad took it over. It was it was a it was a strange dynamic because my aunt did a lot of like the the financial support piece, like paying the rent. But I think a lot of the stuff was in my dad's name because at that time, once he had that stroke, he wasn't able to, you know, really. Um, advocate for herself or, and things like that. Right, you, know, right. rent, you know, go sign papers and things like that. Right, right. So as you continued, and I could see why you opened up with with healing. And and so, hey, you guys, for those of you who are tuning in, shout out to our radio podcast listeners on that uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Anchor, and so on, on and on and on. Thank you for tuning in and supporting. Um, TJ had mentioned, he said, remind me, he said, let me know if I speak low and soft. He said, cause I speak soft. I said, you must have an easygoing spirit. And I could see why 
you have experienced such turmoil at a very young age. Um, walk us through how you've gotten, how do you not go in rage, right? Uh-huh. Right? Mm-hmm. Did frustration, how do you, tra- mm-hmm. how do you walk us through it? Because there are folks who are upset and angry right now about the losses that they've suffered and cannot uh-huh. move on. Okay. Uh, let me think for a second. I know, I know part of what I want to say, but I want to process my thoughts. Look at, look at that, y'all. See, he's thinking before I speak. There's a wise young man. <laughs> Make sure, making sure you're sharing and reposting. That way people know we're on. We're on with TJ Sykes, who is poet and author of his first release, Section 8. And we're going to get into that. We're just getting a little bit of background of what his journey has been as we start to learn more and uncover how somebody gets to where they are now. Uh, shout out to my friend, Lewis, who likes to say, people know the story, they know the glory, but they don't know your story. Huh. <laughs> All right, so um, so one of the things that helped me thrive through these, um, through these times has been like, first of all, the last words that me and my mother shared was I love you from, um, from both ends. And so that has definitely been something that um, like lives with me in my heart. Um, mm. Another was uh, just our relationship and just her relationship with us as a whole, like my dad and all my other siblings and the love that I felt from her while she was here. And so just remembering that and remembering like that she was a good person. And I know this because um, a lot of people tell me that, I, you know, obviously I lived with her. And so I was able to experience that. And for example, yesterday uh, I seen one of her friends and uh, I was cleaning out my dad's house because I moved out about a year ago and I left some stuff there. And we got like a hundred obituaries. Mm. And so, you know, I said, oh, we got some, we got some extra obituaries. Would you like one? And she just broke down crying. Mm. And I'm like, 17 years later, like, you know, if that can, if that can make somebody cry like that, 17 years later, they had to make an impact that they'll never forget. Right. And so when I think about that, when I think about my parents, I've, when I think about my grandparents, um, I think of it like I came from greatness. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and therefore I am great. Because first of all, when you when I when I think about the people that love them, they love me because of them. And then it's people that love me because of the person that I grew up to be. You you know what I'm saying? And so I think of it like that. It's like this is inherited love. Mm. You know, and, and when you inherit love, that's that's powerful. And then you have the 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 love that you earn on your own as an individual. Like I don't even know your parents. Like you don't know my parents, but you you speaking with me right now and you know how you feel. You know how my words are making you feel. You know what I'm saying? And so that's the things, that's some of the things that that has kept me going. Um yeah, a lot of my relationships with people that passed away. Like when I mentioned earlier, my grandfather. I was younger and I don't remember a lot, but I remember having certain conversations with him. 
and being close to him at that age. And I remember him being a small person like myself, like maybe my same height right now, and just humble and just like, you know, powerful. What was your school experience going through school? What was that like for you? Uh, before before my mom passed, I was doing great in school. After, I was doing terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in school. I was a class clown. Uh, I really, I really was seeking a lot of attention, mm. but. At the same time, it wasn't a lot of people asking me what's going on. Mm. Mm. And so um, sometimes I had people that was telling me things like, like for example, I had my, one of my principals in high school. He pulled me to the side, brought me to the office because I was always getting suspended. When middle school, I had like at least 200 referrals a year. Wow. I really don't know how I graduated from middle school or high school, to be honest. And not, you said something just really, no one was asking. And so you were getting suspensions. Any referrals for counseling? Nope. Mm. I went to, I went, me me and my family went to counseling around the, like, soon as my mom passed, like the early stages. Mm. Um, My younger brother went the longest from that time period. And then... Yeah, and then uh, no, I didn't get no referrals. As far as school, no. So no, no other support, and you were just now tagged or marked in your curriculum, in your what your cumes, your cumulative records, as problematic. You're yeah. uh, what do they call it? You're uh, delinquent. You're delinquent. Yeah. Yeah, it would be times that I come to school and I have a referral waiting for me on the desk with the date on it. Mm. Yeah. Setting expectations for you before you even get there. And one time when I was in middle school, I had short threads and uh, my principal told my dad to cut my hair. Wow. Because it was uh, distracting me in class. Your hair was distracting you. Yeah. Your right. hair was just distracting you. Yeah. Man, that's tough. Um, and I asked that question uh, because, you know, having work with various youth, mm-hmm. having worked, having been raised in South LA, we're yeah. war zone over here. I mean, you was up in Oakland, so I know... <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, South LA and Oakland. I, I don't know, you know, some with some of my clients, she said, you know, some of these areas remind me of Oakland. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's because, um, as a community, as people, we're dealing with kind of the same uh pressures in terms yeah. of uh lack of resources and uh, is it lack of resources for some areas, but also I want to also attribute to how key, how key mindset and supporting one's mental. Vivian mm-hmm. Reed, you questioned counseling? Yeah, I was, I was asking counseling if they were referring him to therapy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but 
I get it. You know, Vivian, you, your logic behind that may say, you know, in school, yeah, they're, they weren't, they're usually not focused on that. Um, yeah. It's not something that they're looking to uh, focus on. Unfortunately, uh, there's sometimes different agendas happening and mm -hmm. that's what sometimes where our children are up against. And that's why schooling, education, guidance all starts at home. And I just wanted to hear it from you because now that you don't have, you didn't have that foundation um, yeah. at home there, what other support did you have, you know, yeah. but you have, you have stated something very profound, which is love. And that's what drives me. That's mm -hmm. what brings me here, you know, over 400 videos strong is because yes. of my love <laughs> for what I am here to do. Yeah. And I'm glad you're a part of that. So talk to us about uh, section eight. You, mm -hmm. I, I actually want you to walk us through the process of where did the inspiration and when did you decide that this was going to be something you were actually now going to bring to gift us in the world with this? Okay. Um, so I actually wrote, uh, it's a poem. It's a, it's a yeah. poem that I entitled section eight about maybe two to three years ago. And um, and so I wrote it because I was just thinking about, I was, I was staying in, in, I was staying on section eight in the apartments that I grew up in. And um, I was just thinking about my conditions, the conditions that we stay under. Um, not knowing, not knowing the management, but you, you know, they, they put these notices on your door about um, the water being off or towing and, and these things. Uh, and these people don't even know you. And it's like, uh, um, that is just, it's just crazy to me. And I, like, it was something that I didn't understand. And so I like, I went to the, the pen and the paper with it. And I'm like, all right, well, if I can't understand it, then I need to write it out. So at least my thoughts would be on the paper. Um, and I thought about like, you know, how we had like a lot of mold in the walls and it was coming through in the bathroom where you can see it around the bathtub and things like that and, and roaches inside the buildings and and you know million dollar cameras on the outside you know and, and things like that and and still like you know you can spend money on some cameras but we still need like certain stuff like we need new washers and dryers you know mm. what i'm saying um and things mm -hmm. like that. So, yeah, and so then once I, I had read it to two of my coworkers and it was like, we got to turn this into a book. And I said, let's go. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm marinating on that. Um, that's very true. And that's a true perspective and observation. You can spend money on these cameras and the equipment and that is not cheap. <laughs> it is not it, it is not cheap to run that equipment um, to oversee what is yeah. happening, but something as a necessity as having clean clothes um, that speaks to dignity to the human beings that live in that building who are dependent on something like that. And as I'm processing that, I was thinking about the school out in New Jersey where 
the principal went and turned the locker room, the boys' locker room into a, a washer, a laundry room for the children because a lot of the kids uh, weren't coming to school because their clothes weren't clean. And mm. when he did that, it reduced the truancy and the mm. absence in the school because now the kids could come and do a load of laundry at the mm. school. Mm. People don't get this sometimes, you know, it's you people and them, right? Yeah, it's us, we, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Cause if I if I if I know something and I don't tell you, then I'm 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 accountable. I need to be accountable. I like that. Drop that in the comments below. Accountability. I <laughs> you know, I um, you know, I'm having this moment where I foresee a, a lot of wonderful things in your life, and you are just getting started. Okay. And I just want to say thank you for blessing us. Um, uh, you know, you just got off the plane and you jumped on, so. I just want to say thank you for uh, saying yes to be a guest on our show before you big time and you like, you know, uh, I ain't nah. got time for Lisa right now. No, no, no. This, like, this right here would be the reason why I would have time for you. You get what I'm saying? When I think about, when I think about uh, being quote unquote famous or, you know, whatever, Instagram famous, whatever, whatever they want to call it. Um, I think about the people that are available now. And so, and I think about the quality of what they're doing. And I think about, you know, the purpose and all of that behind what they're doing right now. And, and uh, yeah, I look for those people to, to have them in my life for a long time, you know, because it's hard to find genuine people. And so when mm. you find them, don't let them go. <laughs> you hear that? Comments in the drop and type that in the comment. Genuine people. They they say genuine, right? Genuine. Genuine people. Yes. So I really um I have been running around. I'm I definitely am going to support. With that being said, how do people support you and grab a copy of this book of a a story of poems, right? In your Section 8 experience. Um, so you can go to lulu.com. You can go to amazon.com. You can go to Barnes and Nobles and you can purchase it online and they'll send it to you. Or you can reach out to me directly and I can mail it to you and I'll sign it. And it'll be a personal signature um, to you. Yeah, like that. So you can reach out to me on any platforms. Um, on Facebook is TJ Sykes. On Instagram is underscore TJ Sykes. And I did that intentionally so people that's looking for me can find me. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah. So you are at TJ Sykes, S-Y-K-E-S on yes. Facebook and on Instagram, it's TJ underscore. Nope, underscore TJ Sykes. Oh, underscore TJ Sykes. I, yeah. When you say it out loud, it actually has more umph to it. Uh, you <laughs> underscore your name. Uh, uh, you know how you literally physically underscore in writing as an artist and as an as yeah. a as a writer now as an author. Uh, the way you uh, the way you 
you know, the puns intended and the way you write and you express yourself. Mm. I, I mean, I've, yeah, I get it. I was really happy and excited to actually come across you in a post and we made that happen in a very short time. I said, who knows oh, him? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. said, who knows him? I want him on my show. He's got to come oh, yeah. out. And and what was the brother that I shout him out? I, I normally Najari. like to give credit where credit is due. What was his name? Najari. Najari. Najari had shared, I tagged him and reached out. And I said, I please connect me. I'd love to have him on the show yeah. just to share your story. And uh, to to hear you share the level of uh, experiences of death that you had early on, mm -hmm. that forces one to grow up. So you are, I know, and I can mm -hmm. see it, I can hear it, and I can feel it. You are wise beyond your years. Mm -hmm. um, share with us what's next for you right now. Um, I saw you did a mm -hmm. speaking engagement out in Richmond. What's what's coming for you? Uh, I've been working on a lot of like uh, small skits on Instagram. And so if you wanna, you know, get a little laugh, you can look at that and check that out. Um, I'm in the making of a documentary about my life right now with uh, one of my friends. And we just been filming a lot of content. And yeah, so I think that's gonna be the next thing, but you know, it's probably gonna be a while. Um, Keep creating. Yeah, but in the meantime, yeah, I'll be creating. So some of the some of my other hobbies though is just like I do a lot of puzzles, um, jigsaw puzzles. I read a lot of different books. Um, I ride bikes. So Najari is a he uh, he has a co-op space. He got a co-op bike shop, and they do bike rides every Sunday in Richmond. And that so I ride awesome. with him on Sundays. And um, I've actually connected with um, one of my friends from Richmond, stay out here in LA, and they do this fitness thing on Fridays. And so I think I'm gonna do that this Friday when I come, when I, uh, yeah, this Friday. Last right. time I came was the first time I went. And that was about like last month. And it was, it was dope. It was at Culver City Stairs. And, I, and I've got to clarify, so our listening audience knows that you're, <laughs> They're like, well, you know, what's going on? You know, we're learning his weekend. Well, you're learning his weekend because he's visiting L.A. right now. He's from Richmond. He just flew in as he <laughs> was sharing. And, you know, if you're tuning in, we are on right. with Jay Sykes. He is the author. He's an, a poet and educator. Uh, wrote the book Section 8, which is a compilation of, of uh, poems that he wrote inspired by his Section 8 experience. Now, here's one thing that I would like to why this for me was significant one uh -huh. because you have made section eight human right you have created a human experience for people and you've created an experience um one you've immortalized yourself that's one of the nice things about art and literary mm -hmm. works but also you have been that voice for the people who have no voice at times. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say thank you for that uh, because mm -hmm. it takes courage and it takes a level of, it just takes a level of, of maturity to represent oneself and say, yeah, 
you know, here's my journey on Section 8. I know like um, it's like growing up for me as an 80s baby, people would make fun about, you know, we would I. I was a I was one of the early county babies, per se. Right. I was born in county hospital. <laughs> my mom uh -huh. reminds me of that and says, you know, hey, you were a county baby. And it, it just really creates this real human experience and tangible perspective for people to really understand that you're still talking about human beings and people and humanity because mm -hmm. people have this negative connotation about mm -hmm. what Section 8 is when mm -hmm. there are people that right now, the affordable housing index is at, it, it's ridiculous right now in terms of housing are right now in California, let me, I'm just going to just talk about uh, SoCal in California. Mm -hmm. Homelessness is on the rise right now. People yeah. who you would normally not eat. And here's the thing. What does normal look like? Right. Because people are like, yeah. oh, you drive a BMW and you you you're living in a tent right now. Yeah. You're homeless. You know, you don't have a place. You got to go stand in line. And, and now you got to apply for the Section 8 voucher, which is why there's a huge push right now in California that landlords start to consider um, Section 8 housing and do not and not discriminate on the basis of where the 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 voucher or the financing or subsidy is coming from. This is something they're pushing right now because a lot of landlords have as we know, there are a lot of landlords who say no to Section 8. Yeah, yeah. And that's because, like everything else, like we look in politics, there's the good and the bad. Yeah. With, you know, so I was just going off on a rant and I had to be careful <laughs> right now. So, <laughs> yeah. I, had to I didn't want to do that. That's that's not what, what this was about. This was about celebrating you. And right. I just wanted to bring you on to celebrate your artistry and your contribution to the literary world. Um, Vivian Reed says she wants to hear one of your poems. Can we get a tiny, a tiny snippet of something? What do you have for us? Uh, I got some. It's, it's, it's a few minutes, though. It's probably like four minutes. That's cool. Can we get um, maybe two or three minutes of that? How do we... Uh all right, I'm gonna just go. I'm gonna just go. Uh, I'm gonna just do a few bars then. Few bars, go for yeah. it. Yep. <sighs> Slave ships, black bodies chained together, piled on top of each other with no space to move around. Smelled like vomit and feces. Police paddy wagons that escort prisoners to and from court reminds me too much of animal control cars taking us off the streets and locking us into cages. We sat there, waiting to be chained together at wrist and ankle. We had to walk in unison or we would all fall. My legs couldn't spread that far apart due to how short the shackles were, making it that much harder for me to walk. Before leaving the building, we entered this room where the police picked up their guns. Walking out the building into a cage room where the van awaited, we got in this van one by one. There was two sides of the van. One for the women, the other for the men. We sat face to face, but was divided by a thin wall so we couldn't see each other, but we could hear everything. I remember hearing one of the women yell, crash this van, 
I remember being scared that they would crash. County jail, brown wrists, cuffed to seats, sitting and holding tanks with maximum capacity of bodies stuffed in a small room with 10 hard seats, two phones, two see-through glass windows, one door, and the filthy towel float. I remind you of the bathroom at the BART station. Ain't much change. Picking cotton all day long in the hot sun, sweating tired only to find out you were getting paid little to nothing. 50 years working at a desk job, taking orders from the executive director and can't even feed your family when you retire. Death at our front doors. From throwing our newborn babies overboard to mass incarceration being one of the reasons our population numbers are decreasing by the thousands. Potential black mothers and fathers sitting in jails, lives riding away, leaving the black families broken in half. Blacks on the backs of blacks. Black men overkilling each other due to the ignorance of not knowing that we are a part of a system that was designed for us to act this way. But no one is coming forth to speak truth to our community so it gives others the right to take black lives. We are distracted. More focused on the newest TV shows than actually finding out who we are and where we come from. Taking Snapchat videos when, our, when we are still insecure about our appearances. We rather watch an illusion of what is going on on television than actually traveling, reading, and investigating ourselves. Chained to the media. There's no need for chains around our wrists and ankles anymore. They are around our minds. We don't think outside of our neighborhoods. We don't mind robbing someone that looks like us. We don't mind killing one of our brothers because we don't even know our families. The streets showed us more loyalty than our families. When we was hungry, the streets gave us guns to rob people so we can eat. Wake up. It's time to stop sitting around watching Instagram videos while our kids are waiting on our attention. Our kids are the most disruptive in class because they are looking for that love they are missing at home. Most of that stuff don't connect to them. From this day forward, we will begin rebuilding. Sitting at the dinner table with our children, helping them with their homework, finding out their interests, taking walks with our elders, creating new memories as they forget the old ones. Let the building begin today. Ashe! That was beautiful. Thank you. I am so happy. Here's why for me, because you definitely use the power of the tongue and you rewrote it at the end. Yeah. You said about rebuilding. I'm going to be gifting you a copy of uh, uh, my, one of my second books, The okay. Teen and Millennial Investment Blueprint. My mm -hmm. chapter uh, that I open up is called Where Do We Begin Rebuilding? Ah, uh, okay. For sure. Uh, and you see, yeah. that is phenomenal. Vivian Reed, she's shouting, she's clapping. Woo! <laughs> yeah. Thank y'all for listening. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. I, I definitely, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, how do I snip that? So <laughs> okay. that was wonderful. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. As we get ready to wrap this up and mm -hmm. uh, I know you just got off the flight. I've been r ripping and running and I, I'm so glad we made this uh, hour possible. Mm -hmm. We made this time possible. Mm -hmm. Share with us beyond what you shared, it was, it filled me. Uh, uh -huh. Share with us 
some some golden nuggets, some gems. I like to call them real estate gems. Some some things, the words of wisdoms for those who are listening and tuning in, in terms of uh, what speaks to you to share with our listening audience. Okay. Uh, so without without thinking about with, uh, when it comes to sharing with this specific audience is uh, speak your truth, um, walk into your power, accept all celebrations of your life. Because mm. a lot of times people are, uh, I think, I guess, too humble or something. But whenever somebody compliments you, receive it because you're worthy of it. Mm. Um, and as long as you do your best, you can never fail. There it is. Miss Vivian Reed says, pleasure to meet you, TJ. You are one beautiful spirit, young man. I have... Um, I've been filled and I receive all of that. That was all planted in me as a great reminder. And because oftentimes, yes, we, we have been a people that sometimes have walked around with a mentality that plays down our gifts and our talents. And yeah. so when people want to honor us and celebrate us, uh, mm -hmm. we don't know how to interpret that and receive that. And so what you have said at your 27 years on this earth is so <laughs> true and so powerful. Thank you for sharing your truth with us yeah. on Ready, Set, Real Estate. You guys, this was phenomenal. And this I, really was. Uh, uh, can I add one more thing before we? Yes, let's do uh, it. One, one major piece that I forgot to, uh, to mention uh, that has impacted my life in a major way is therapy. Good. So, so I want I want people to know to destigmatize therapy because as Black people we have you know stigmatized it. Oh, I ain't crazy. You don't have to be crazy. Um, we all need somebody to talk to. Uh, and yeah, yeah, I've been going to therapy for maybe like three years straight. And once I stop started, I never stopped. There it is. I'm happy yeah. that you shared that. Thank you for that. Uh, mental health is very important. Ooh. Wow. Wow. I can't believe we went there on the show today. <laughs> I, but this makes sense because we talked about housing. This is yeah. your livelihood. You're talking about the the very the roof of your head and the the circumstances and conditions which is constantly bombarding you, right? Sometimes people are like, how do I, how do I change my mindset if my environment is at war, you know? And, and we, our children, yeah, we're in war zones. Nobody has addressed that. Gunshots mm -hmm. and robbing and crashes and all kinds of, this is, yeah. no one has addressed that yet. Right. And that is a housing matter. That is real estate. Yeah. yeah. This is why I teach children real estate is because they're experiencing it every single day of their lives. And when people yeah. say, oh, kids don't understand that. I got eight year olds who can tell me how to use a VA veteran home loan right now based on taking my 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 class because I shared one thing with uh. them 
and they know how to interpret yeah how to use it and how to use these concepts they're not ready that's okay we know we know we know the soldiers we we know what's happening we'll be on we'll be on on here all day (laughs) i'm telling you i'm telling you look i said 30 i said 30 minutes we ran 52 minutes oh my gosh but you definitely did an amazing amazing job thank you again and vivian agree that we indeed uh we do we do need to destigmatize it and because we uh especially as women and men to heal those relationships so i commend you for sharing that and um that strengthened my inner voice Mm -hmm. out from the mouths of babes people all right that is our time make sure you you check out ready set real estate on all your favorite platforms Spotify, Google Play, Podcast, Anchor, Stitcher, on and on and on. Subscribe to the Facebook and the YouTube. Again, connect with me on all your favorite social media platforms at LA Super Agent. And that's it. This was phenomenal. This was fun. Thank you. And uh, when are you leaving? So maybe we can link up in person because you're literally right now based offline on what you said. You're eight minutes away from me. Okay, I leave in. I leave at um on Saturday. Okay, we'll get together yeah. by then. Perfect. Okay, for sure. Yeah. Um, any books with you? Yep. yep I'm I gonna sign copy. Books with me. <laughs> I'm yeah. getting a signed copy. I will see you okay. soon. All right. Yeah, Thanks, I'm gonna write your whole page. <laughs> yes. Yes. Awesome. That's our time, you guys. Appreciate you. Have a, a, a an amazing week. We'll see you next week on another powerful information-packed episode of Ready, Set, Real Estate. That's our time, y'all. Much love.